Fam, you're hearing this in the new year, but when we're recording this, it's like pre-Christmas and Jillian came in like a podcast Santa Claus today with gifts for everybody. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I love it you're so, so much. Nice. <laughs> the wrapping was terrible. My mom would be... Oh, please. But she wouldn't be mad at you all. You walked my in mom with bags excellent. of presents and you just started apologizing from the second you got here. I'm sorry. I did. Because the tape was... I got this cool like glitter wrapping paper, uh-huh. but the tape didn't work and I don't know if it was... Yeah. And I didn't have time and then I realized I didn't have any bows or anything. So it just feels like when... Oh, Snoopy again. When Snoopy makes the Thanksgiving dinner and he just throws the plates of popcorn and jelly beans all over the table. That's yeah. kind of how I Jordan, felt today. But I hope everyone loves it. Marry everything. Marry everything. <laughs> Hi, Jillian Bezzavalli. Hello, Patrick Hines. Hey, fam. Couple things. We're like two, two three things. We're like two weeks away from my opening night for my traveling <gasps> party. Get out. Opening night is January 21st here in New York City at the Bell House. It's like days away. It's days away. You're going to be there. Of course I'll be there. Wait, I wouldn't miss it. The one part dance party, one part book reading, Great. like Q&A, Great. pictures with everybody. You and I are going to dance on the stage. We're going to make everybody dance. Okay, because you just told me on mic yeah. and on TikTok yeah. that I am just about it with the dancing. You so are. I'm the only person. Pick a dance song. What are we going to dance to? Oh, we'll dance to. Let me Hold on, hold on. Okay. <laughs> For the opening night of your book yeah, yeah, tour, yeah. I gotta think about that. Right. We'll do something great. We'll announce it when we get there. Okay, great. Also, tickets for Obsessed Fest are on sale. Come join us in uh, Dallas, October 20th to the 22nd. Tell them to join the Pates. Yeah, why don't you join the Pates if you want to? It's yeah. a party. Everyone's invited. You get ad free versions of these regular feed episodes. Yep. Then you get the series that have like four, five, six, seven, eight episodes. Like- Everything from Netflix, Hulu, Discovery yeah. Plus. We did Woodstock 99. We did Woodstock 99, Puppet Master, Bad yeah. Vegan, The Vow, a ton of stuff. Everything's there. Also, like, live captures of our live shows. Yes. So, our live show from Obsessed Fest with our Broadway dancers. Yep. Class Action Park, which we did in, in Boston. Yep. Expertly shot and edited. Yeah. Like a, it's not like like a camera at the back of the room. It's not like someone's, like, Steve stood in the back who right. would have done an excellent job. <laughs> totally. I'm just saying it's there's, like, edits and angles. It's a whole thing. Yeah, that's all. That's it. Oh, join the Facebook group. Oh, that too. Okay, bye. Okay. Travel Girl, who's got a freezer full of Daily Harvest? Oh, me and you. <laughs> Daily Harvest is back, girl. Yeah, so here's the thing. You know, that time of year, you're all about, like, your new intentions. Yes. I'm going to throw two intentions out at you that you might not think about when you think about Daily Harvest. Yeah. Saving time and saving money. Yes, and also getting, like, the good, nutritious food into your body. Like, exactly. if you care about that, this is a really easy way to do it. We're talking harvest bowls, flatbreads, snacks, smoothies, lattes, and more built on organic fruits and vegetables. You know I have Daily Harvest every day. I still do. I wake up every morning and have my mint cocoa smoothie. We've been eating the flatbreads and the soups. They're super filling. They take minutes to prepare and they're just delicious and it's like a good thing you can do for yourself every day. Yeah, and they work directly with farmers so they're sourcing the best ingredients and then they freeze them at their peak ripeness. Yes, So yes. That you never get that freezer burn. It never feels or tastes old or stale. Peak ripeness, that's my track There name. she is. I love Daily Harvest. I've never stopped. We haven't had them in a while. Welcome back, girl. Yeah, can we just talk real quick about that artichoke and spinach flatbread? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm a big spin dip person so <laughs> now I can do in a healthy way, I'm oh my into God. it. It's so good. So fam, if eating well is a goal for 2023, let Daily Harvest support you on the journey. Yeah, go to dailyharvest.com slash TCO to get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash TCO for up to 40 bucks off your first box. Yeah, dailyharvest.com slash TCO. Get that good food. Okay, great. Okay, good. That I'm glad like we agree. to me. Great. Okay, great. Okay, good. <laughs> All 
right, girl. This one was crazy. This what are we is, talking about today? It's like the junk science Olympics. I bet. Um, <laughs> good grief, Charlie Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it yeah. is the McMartin preschool trial. It's an episode of a series called The Crimes That Changed Us. Yes. And I just want to say, yes. what you're going to hear is horrible. It's crimes against minors, kids, yeah. sexual abuse. None of it happened. None however. of it happened. So this is sort of the genesis of a lot of the satanic panic cases that we've covered yes. and that you know very famously. But none of this happened, but it's a wild ride. Just yeah. want to give that little warning at the top. And in my 13 years in working in this field, I've never seen a situation that compares with this one. This is the largest child molestation case ever in the country. It sent shockwaves around the world, and the repercussions are certain to be felt for years to come. When the children started talking about robes and candles, you could see that it had to be satanic. Continuing to examine evidence, following up on assistance. Wanted by the FBI as a criminal instead of a victim. The shocker, it was stunning. I have seen ambulances. I cannot tell you if there have been any injuries. It's an evil act of terror. Well, here we are. Larry King is here giving us the scoop. Back when Larry King was just a mere baby. The little little Muppet baby. Little Muppet baby. Little Muppet baby. Gary. 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 What? Gary? Gary Ling. Larry. I love Larry. it. He was on this. He was a, an icon oh, that one. of American television. Yeah. He had a couple of films. What? I don't <laughs> So, yeah, we learned that this trial is the longest and most expensive criminal trial in U.S. history. Went yeah. For years and years. And I also just want to say the guy at the center of it, Ray Bucky, he's here for this episode apparently telling his story for the first time. So this case has been like endlessly covered, but not by the people who lived it. Right. Because we learned that right after this Larry King interview, he yeah. went into hiding because that yes. was in like 1990. And so now for the first time since then, he's telling his story. My God, I know. this guy. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. He didn't do and it. And nobody did it. His mother didn't do it. His grandmother his didn't do mother, it. His mother, come on. All right. But like, it's complicated because like women are abusers and it's wildly underreported. Yes. Nothing you're about to hear happened. Right. Like none of the abuse happened. <laughs> no, none of it happened. They weren't sacrificing horses on the altar. That's how fucking insane Wait this until gets. I have so much to say. Horses on the altar of the local Catholic or Episcopal Church. At 11 a.m. and nobody heard about it. Hold, please. <laughs> we'll get right to it. I will we'll alert you when to pull over. Where would you even get a horse to sacrifice? Where would you even get one? You wouldn't. You don't. There's no such thing. So let's start in Manhattan Beach, California. 1981. Ray Bucky is 23 years old. He's a preschool teacher. He loved growing up in Manhattan Beach. About he, 10 minutes about how great it was. You know, and the whole thing that we learn about the McMartin Preschool, yeah. founded by his grandmother, the, his mother is now kind of, it's like a family business. Right. And Ray, he didn't really want to work there. Yeah. I never really tried or thought about becoming a teacher in there, but I knew how important it was and how happy it made my mother and grandmother. Then I decided to take it seriously took early education classes, and then eventually I became one of the teachers. It was a very positive part of my life. He was like, I got nothing else to do. I'm living the surfer life. I'm going to go take some early education classes. And then he was like, I kind of love this. I'm good at it. It's the family biz. I got to tell you from somebody, the point of view from somebody who once owned a daycare, my book is coming out in September. Okay, great. (laughs) I'll see you on Saturday night, the January 21st at the party. Exactly. (laughs) It's very unusual to see men working in like a daycare preschool setting. Yeah, I think that there would be a lot of hoops to jump through. Yeah, and especially like, you know, when I was doing it, it was 2015 or whatever it was. We've come a long way from 1981. Right. Like, there are just so many ideas of why men would be working at a preschool, and all of it is dumped on this guy, Ray. Right. You know? So we learned, though, that this time in the mid-late 80s, this was a time. 
time of change and there was a real focus on education, more women were going to school, more women were going to work. And that was all great, right? Yeah. Like we love that. But at the same time, we're learning from a sociologist that this led to parents feeling a lot of guilt and shame about having to put their kids in daycare. Especially moms. Right. Like moms especially. And right. like that kind of guilt sort of rears its ugly head here. Right. So that like I never should, of course this was going to happen. And I got to tell you, like I'm not a mom, but I kind of am. Like it's better now, but anytime I would drop Daisy off at school or anywhere, yeah. I was convinced it would be the last time I would see her. I know. Always. And I don't know, like we live in the era of school shootings or mass shootings everywhere. Mm-hmm. I I was in therapy for a year dealing with my fear of a school shooting yeah. for my fucking seven-year-old of at course. the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do, I So do. every parent feels that way. Yeah, I, I remember my mom, like, you know, that Except story. for my therapist, oh. who was like another gay man who was like, yeah, no, I, I don't I don't worry about that. Okay, well, <laughs> I know. you should talk about Jeff. it. Jeff! <laughs> Madam. Um, no, my mom, I told you that story where my mom, like, in the, in the height of late 80s, early 90s, when kids were just getting, like, snatched oh, yeah. up a lot, my yeah. mom's like, I never didn't have my hand on your arm. Yeah. Always. And I'm I like, know. that explains so much I about know. both of us. But anyway. It was a half-day school for upper-middle-class children. She had ran it for 28 years. She had won every award in the city. You know, she had had anybody who was anybody go to her preschool, the, the mayor, the police chief. So it had a great reputation. It was for, as we learn, upper middle class children. Yeah, the, the, the people who live in Manhattan Beach, California. Yeah, is that like a fancy place? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, very much so. Oh, okay. Well. I, I only know that because, no, I want the night yelling at you. My friend Alicia is a real estate broker in Manhattan Beach, and oh. I watch every one of her videos. Oh. Every time she stages a new house, I can't get enough. It's I like watch one of those. Oh, my God. And they're just like, every, every house is a fire pit and a balcony, and they're all right oh, on the beach. Oh, shit. Okay, one got of those. It. Everything's yeah. like a glass, like one whole wall is glass. There's no, you can't find wood to save your life in Manhattan Beach. It's Laura Dern's house from Big Little Lies. Give us the line. I'll not not be rich. (laughs) But that's another town. Fuck, why can't I think of it? Anyway, irrelevant. The preschool had been open for 28 years. Monterey! Sorry, Monterey is where Big Little Lies was. I knew it was going to come. Sorry. No, it's fine. I apologize. No, the preschool had been open for 28 years. It had won every award. They're just like laying the foundation for like, this was a very reputable establishment. It had an outstanding reputation. Exactly. And they even say like, anyone who was anyone went there. Totally. What the hell is that? What is that? I'm on the wait list at McMartin. Right. Like, Meanwhile, you cut to like an outside picture of it and like it looks fine, but it's like in a lady's house. It looks like a half day preschool. Right. It's like a cement playground. It's great. <laughs> totally. But isn't that the thing now? Like you got to get on the wait list to go. Uh, isn't that like a whole thing I now? I mean, if you choose to participate in that, which you okay. know I never would have. I, like I there are imagine. daycares on every corner in this town. I used to run one. If I used to run a daycare. Wait, what? <laughs> Brand new information. Tell. Is there like a book or something oh, where my, I can learn more yeah, about that? Yeah, failure okay. is not, not an option. Coming out September 2023. So good. So here's how all of this starts, right? Yeah. Judy Johnson calls the Manhattan Beach Police Department and she says that her son, two years old, had been sexually abused. And this is where we start to describe horrible things that are horrible yet also did not happen. Did not happen. He allegedly told her that Raymond Bucky had taken his temperature. Her son had reddening around the anus, and she assumed that that meant that he had penetrated the little boy, and therefore she called the police. 
The implication being that he penetrated this little boy with a thermometer or or something else. Inappropriate. Yeah. Inappropriately, yeah, yeah. which is just like, I just want to also point out, because we've already established that this didn't happen, in order for any of this abuse to have happened, six other people would have had to have been complicit. And at one point, someone's like, exactly. You know what I mean? Right, right, <laughs> yeah, right. right, you know, right. Like, They're all, they only hire and then pedophiles. And it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. But like, having worked in a daycare, there's nowhere to hide. There's yes, nowhere right? to hide. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially you've got like 8,000 other kids. Like, it, I'm not saying abuse doesn't happen at daycares. Of course. I'm just saying that the amount of things that would have had to have like lined up for this to have happened anyway. Right. So Ray's saying, all right, you know, I actually never was around the two-year-olds. Like that wasn't my class. That yeah. wasn't my section. The child was also nonverbal, which yeah. Ray makes a point to say. And by September 7th, 1983, Ray is released because there's no evidence. But the police start an investigation into the school. But they do this thing that I've this never is, heard of. And hopefully has never happened since. I can't. So they, the police circulate a letter to all of the parents of this McMartin preschool past and present. So like mm-hmm. any kid that's gone to this preschool in the last 20 like 10 years, years. Yeah. They're all getting a letter that says we're investigating one case of one child having been molested. We'd appreciate any evidence you have that may help corroborate the allegations or disprove them. We'd appreciate any evidence you have corroborating the allegations or disproving them. Let me ask you a question. What? How do you disprove sexual abuse allegations? That's You cannot what? do it. Because they're asking the parents, please question your child and then right. give us any info you may have. <laughs> right. This is a terrible idea. Yeah, this is yeah. also not investigating. They're just like farming it out to the parents to do it? No, and not only are they farming it out to the parents, they're alerting every single parent right. to like the... So I was saying that like all it would take, I mean like I know this didn't happen and these people went through hell. If I got a letter like this, I would be pitchfork and fucking torches burning the place down in five fucking seconds because you assume the police know what they're doing. Because, right, and what they do is it just gets worse and worse. Yeah. Because they include all of Judy's claims, which are horrible, the mother who called, She's alleging severe sexual abuse, and it ends with, please keep this investigation strictly confidential. Do right. not discuss with anyone else. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? You think you're, the parents aren't going to call each other? They just threw a grenade, an atomic bomb on a situation and walked away. And that's what they're pointing out. The mothers have, like, the guilt, right? Right. The, for, like, returning to work and, like, living their own fulfilling lives. They have been thinking that this letter was going to yes. come to their door since the first day they dropped their kid yeah. off. And even if the allegations were 100% true, this is still not how you handle the situation. No. I mean, like, the police are just alerting every single person in the community. And then saying, can you ask your kid and report back? They are whipping these parents into a fucking frenzy. Exactly. Which is an understandable frenzy. I mean, I just, I was like putting myself in the, in the shoes of the parent that got the letter and oh my God, can you imagine me? No. Me getting that letter? No. I can't. (laughs) I actually very much can. I can see it. I don't know why I said no. No, I'm just trying to say that like, I, I mean, I can't imagine. I like, I would have killed the guy. So they send out the letter to 200 sets of parents. Yeah. All of them have children who are two to four years old who are former or current McMartin students, yes. right? So now it explodes. The city's, yeah, no one kept their fucking mouth shut, you no. dummy cops. It was just a nightmare in the city because the allegations were hideous even to imagine. So to be accused of them, it was horrible. You know, it really affected me. People started dropping out of the preschool. And it was a small community just starting to get really, literally scared with the threats. 
The city's buzzing about it. The school's getting vandalized. Everyone's getting death threats. I mean, like the Ray, I can't believe Ray wasn't killed. It said Ray will die on graffiti. And they're like drawing like spray paint images of him hanging. I know. So everyone pulls their kids out of the school because of course they do. Of course. The cops have started this goddamn frenzy. And now, and even Ray's like, maybe this wasn't the best idea. (laughs) The McMartin family who owns and runs the school and has for decades, they file a civil suit against the police department, but I don't blame them. What are you supposed to do? You gotta like, this is your business. You know what I mean? Like, people who run a daycare don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank. Like, this is their livelihood, and it's being sucked away. Right. So not only are they pariahs, and no one's coming to the school, but they're also getting death threats. Exactly. For what? And they can't show their faces in public. Like, they've got to defend their good names. Right. And uh, this is this guy, Ray, his mother, his mother's sister, and his grandmother. All named Peggy. (laughs) Seemingly. Yes, yes. Every member of the family is named Peggy. I was just going to say, well, speaking of people who are named things. Right. (laughs) My name is Ray Peggy, for short. (laughs) What a segue. We've been doing this. For how, six years. <laughs> Travel down the road back again. Girl, Helix is back. I am so excited to talk about Helix right now. Oh, do you mean the premium mattress brand? Yes. Well, we're <laughs> getting one for Steve's parents because we went to steer them for Christmas and they have a tiny bed in their guest room. So we're getting them a king size mattress and bed on the whole thing. How nice. I know. So we had them take the Helix sleep quiz. Jack is a little bit warmer. He's a little bit like he uh-huh. needs a softer thing. Judy needs a little bit of a firmer thing. Yeah. She's a hot sleeper like all of us. Yeah. So they were also matched with the Midnight Lux. Oh my God. Oh, the Midnight Lux, my favorite. <laughs> and I love that because even though they like did the sleep quiz, they're yeah. still going to be surprised when they sleep on it and they're like, oh, the best sleep of my life. Well, and also it is shipped to their door completely free of charge. Yeah. No going to the mattress store ever again. Yeah. And they offer a 100 night risk-free trial. So then if they're not into it, which is never going to happen, but you don't have to deal with it anymore. Helix <laughs> handles the whole thing. Exactly. Also, Helix is American made and it comes with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. I love that someone else out there has the midnight luck. I know. <laughs> I know. Also, and you know this, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress pick by GQ and Wired Magazine. Everyone loves the Helix. Yeah, they're American made and they come with a 10 to 15 year warranty. Who doesn't love that? It's um, honest to God. So fam, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows. We got the two free pillows for Jack and Judy for our listeners. That's right. Go to helixsleep.com slash TCO. With Helix, better sleep starts now. I'm looking at me. I can't wait to go back and sleep with their guests. I was going to say, I can't wait to hear all about it, even though I've been living it. (laughs) I I just like when everyone else is happy. You know, <laughs> the DA's office takes the children and their parents to the Children's Institute International. Yeah. And that's where we meet Key McFarlane. Yeah. And Ray says, if it hadn't been for this woman, this woman is the reason this thing becomes the story that it becomes. Right. She's the head therapist there. Yeah. And she was leading the investigation at the Institute. Here's what her whole thing is. Children aren't going to reveal having been abused. So she was under the impression that she needed to draw children out. And to draw children out, she decided to make a game of it. And she made a game of it by having these anatomically correct dolls. And to say to them, you don't have to tell me what happened, just show me what happened. She says, and I quote, parents will underestimate what children will go through and the resources they will use to protect their own family. That is what every parent goes to bed every night worrying about. That right. no matter what happens, like the kid isn't going to tell you, you know? Right. And she says, yeah, the kids won't admit to it, so we have to get it out of them. Exactly. And once they say it, it 100% happened. 
really? Like, yeah. you could pull over now. This, is, this might be a good time. And then just like, stay. you're going to be late. Call whoever. I'll write you a note. You're going to be late. But think about what that means. Yeah. That like, even if they're not saying it, this absolutely happened. And right. it's like, believe victims. Absolutely. Sure. But when you're talking to two-year-old kids right. and you're the adult in the room and you're making it very clear that you're trying to get something out of them, like, this is very, very messy. Well, and remember that whole, like, show me on the doll where he touched you that right. we all were traumatized with as children? It fucking started with this woman. Right. But what she's using... Also, she's using creepy, creepy dolls. Oh, my God. She's also using like the a The avenue Q of it all. Right? <laughs> a know? stuffed, low-rent, homemade Ms. Pac-Man. <laughs> she brings Ms. Pac-Man to the press conference. I know, I know. She's using like a low-rent animal from the Muppets. And yeah. I'm like, how dare you I know. use Ms. Pac-Man an animal? I know. And she's using the anatomically correct dolls. And she makes a game out of it. And we see this reenactment of this woman being her using coercion. To get these stories that didn't happen out of these kids. And what happened, and this is where we start getting the numbers that should make everyone go, wait a second. Yeah. Because she videotapes all these conversations with the kids. Therapist Key McFarland says she has evaluated 145 children who were abused and has never seen children as frightened. One of the things that a number of children have done is used a puppet to tell what happened to them. Then they'll drop the puppet off their hand and I'll say, what happened to Pac-Man? And they'll say... He just died. He was killed. And I'll say, well, why did he die? And they'll say, because he told the secret. She's saying, I've never seen anyone as scared as these 145 kids. And I'm like, K, Key, whatever. You're the common denominator here, are you not? Yeah, and she says, like, she's never seen children as terrified as these children are. Are you sure you're not confusing terror with confusion? Right, and also maybe you're bullying them into saying what you want to hear. Or maybe, you're Nick, you're telling them about fucking terrifying scenarios that they'd never thought of before, and that's why they're scared. And I'm like, wait a second. So 145 kids after all these years, and only one kid said something to their mom. I'm not saying that. People don't say things, but these numbers are, the math is not mathing for me. No. And Key is like, well, shut up, Jillian, because they said more things. Right. According to Key, (laughs) and I'm not laughing. I know. I, it's it's so it's like key. If you're gonna try to make a name for yourself with this thing, you yeah. got to be a little more subtle. Yeah, because yeah. you're really really pouring it on thick. Yeah, they'd all be naked all the time at the daycare. Yeah, photos were taken to them. Get and, ready. If you haven't pulled over, I'm gonna ask you to take two seconds and just actually beep 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 and, pull it over. And I asked so nicely before. I know. <laughs> and you know, I'm just gonna say again, we mean emotionally pull over. I oh, don't mean actually pull no, over. No, I mean you should actually pull over for this. this yeah, yeah. yeah this, this is this is a yeah. This is off the rails. The kids, the children, again. All all, four, all 145 of them. They had gone to the local Catholic church where these hooded, robed adults would chant while sacrifices were made on the altar. The satanic practices. Animal sacrifices were being made on the altar. They were slaughtering horses. Horses. Let me say, hold on. Okay, hold because on. then I have something to say. First of all, wouldn't someone hear something wouldn't at 11 a.m.? horse have gone missing? Yes. Where's Buckley? Where are they getting you know all, where, I mean? like, all of these things? Hashtag save Buckley the horse. And wouldn't the kids be so terrified of the the adults in the robes that yes. someone, exactly. one of these 145 kids would say, Mom, I had a weird day today. Also, like, you're walking these kids to the local Catholic church in the middle of the day. Somebody would have seen it. You lost me at sacrifices on the altar. Bye. I'm gone. And more than that, this is not a joke. This is really true. The only thing kids age two to four want to talk about are horses. Horses. That's the only thing they want to talk and about. And animals and petting them and, and doing all these nice unicorns. things. And fucking unicorns. Like, probably Mary Jane was like, they slaughtered a unicorn, Bob. I watched them slaughter a unicorn. Exactly. You know what I mean? Thanks a lot, Key, exactly. putting these thoughts in their but head. But, like, truly, that any parent of any kid that age knows that horses are, like, the most magical creatures to these kids. Right. Of course they're talking about horses. Anybody who, like, went to church on Sunday, if this happened on Wednesday morning, they'd still be cleaning that shit 
about. Yeah, how do you, literally? You know, and <laughs> horses poop a lot. You'd smell it, you'd yeah. hear it. A you'd, horse. Come on, come, multiple. And <laughs> right. K's not done. Key, yeah. I'm sorry, her name is Key. I keep saying K. Yeah. Whatever. Who cares? She ruined everybody's lives. Yeah. She says all of this going on was for a money making, very profitable enterprise. Child pornography, child prostitution. They were producing child sex abuse materials. Yeah. They were forcing them to do sex work. Right. They were doing all this stuff. And I'm like, so this was a half day preschool. <laughs> right. But by the way, half day at a preschool is like you get dropped off at nine and you're picked up at 11. Like, you know I, what I mean? Seriously. Totally. <laughs> I or feel maybe, like. Maybe it was just my daycare and that's why I no, didn't that work. No, that seems to make sense to me. <laughs> I feel I, they would drop the kids off at like nine. I'd be like, "You're gonna be back at ten fifteen, though, right?" Right? Yeah, like I, that's, right. Because I got about an hour and fifteen minutes, and then I got actually the you freezer. Know what? By vodka. the time you leave and get back, I'll yeah, see yeah. you in about twenty five minutes. Totally. Um, just in the lobby, read a book. Just at its core, they don't have that kind of time to be no. doing all this stuff. I know. At the very least, did anybody watch them load a horse into the Catholic Church? Like, and again, the number of people who, who would have. But that's what I'm saying. The number of people who would have to be complicit in right. this for this to be. I don't like, think Ray's grandmother is doing it. No. And his grandmother-in-law, like, enough. And just because, like, I think something that, like, my therapist said to me that I'll relate to everybody else. Okay. Just because it's your worst fear doesn't mean it has to be true. You know what I mean? Oh, just can be- I take that? Yeah, 100. Just because it's your worst fear doesn't mean it has to happen. Ooh, I love that. You know? That's pretty powerful. Yeah. I like that. I'm taking yeah. it. Thank you. Great. So, again, Key says every single child she spoke to, all 145 of them were molested. She says after, somebody tells us that after, she'd, like, sit down with the kids. You'd be waiting out in the lobby. At the end of videotape interviews of these children, Keen would come out and tell the parents, waiting anxiously, sometimes with two kids, and say, well, Bobby is number 189. I'm sorry to tell you, he's been molested. Literally give your kid a number. Sorry, Bobby is number 189. He's definitely been molested. And so now all the parents in the waiting room are like, shit, she's oh my just God. creating all of this fear and tension. The parents are devastated. They're ready to fight. Of course they are. Yeah. And some parents even say, well, look, at first we weren't sure, but then Dr. Key told us we were wrong. Yeah. So now we live in this horrible world where our kid and hundreds of others were sexually abused by Satanists. And they would, like, she videotaped all these interviews, which we'll get to that later more, but like she would show the moment the kid would like acknowledge the abuse abuse to the parents. And that's it. That's they, the only right. point. They don't show us that it's been 90 minutes. Right. It's like holding Jesse Miss Kelly in, in the interrogation room for 13 hours right. and only recording 40 minutes of it. Because we also learned that one of her tactics was to be like, so Patrick, you said you weren't molested, but Jillian says she was molested and you're as smart as Jillian, aren't you? Right. So like, wouldn't you remember? Exactly. I mean, like literally taunting it out of the children. Right. Like just planning all these stories. So again, there's no evidence of any of this. Yeah. And it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Can I just say one of the parents goes on Larry King? This is back when, like, it didn't happen if it wasn't on Larry King. I was going to say, did you I, exist if you weren't on Larry or King? Or, like, maybe whoever made this documentary bought all the rights to every Larry King episode. Yeah. But one of the parents goes, yeah, you know, it sounded a little far-fetched. Right. But then she told us we were wrong. Exactly. And, again, like, you're not going to ignore that if right. your child is now suddenly saying these things happen. And can we just talk for a second about, like, so these kids weren't actually sexually abused. The abuse they actually suffered was just as bad. Uh, yeah, mental and emotional. I Absolutely. mean, like the scarring that these kids, like what these kids were psychologically put through at two and three and four years old. Yeah. Like that's trust issues waiting to happen. Oh my god. Yeah. So now it gets bigger and bigger, and Key is like, "I'm sorry, did I say 145 kids? I meant 400 kids, and also everyone's involved." Every, I'm like they're saying, that, well, they'd have to be right. So they say that, like, in order for this to work, they do the same logic puzzle that we did, but they get a different result because they're like. Key McFarland interviewed almost all 400 of the kids. And she said she had these oh my God moments when she realized Raymond Bucky couldn't have 
abuse all these children without the complicity of the other teachers. Apparently the people who ran the school were very, very careful with the people that they brought into the school. There's a substructure of people who are child molesters. In order for this to have worked, every single person at the daycare would have had to have been involved. And rather than saying, and there's no way that could have happened, yeah. they go the other way and say, so that obviously every single person Clearly was involved. It happened. Right. So it's Ray, his mother, his grandmother, his sister, and three other teachers. All of them are women. Which is like, I just, once again, obviously we know this isn't true, but the fact that like none of them would have had a second thought, yeah. would have told somebody that this was happening and they were like, and and, and so the, the police are saying, no, 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 it's not that they like took these normal people and turned them into pedophiles. This daycare only only hires pedophiles. Right, and it's been happening under our noses for 28 years. 28 years. And now, I do want to say again, on the record, women can absolutely be abusers. That's a thing. It is wildly underreported. I know that's why the stats are what they are, but it's just not what happened here. I just want to say that again. So now we learn about a physician named Astrid Hager. She's, quote, an expert in child abuse. (laughs) And I I wrote, she's not, like, still calling herself that, is she? Uh, well... She should be. What she does, and again, this would be so fucking traumatizing to the children who have not suffered sexual abuse. But now they think they have. Right. And that's another thing they have to, like, reckon with now is children. But, like, at four years old, these young girls are having pictures of their genitals taken to be used in this, like, scientific experiment. Right. Right. And so, like, she's taking pictures of these children's genitals and then pointing out where she sees, according to her, blunt force trauma. And what this does, because there had been no physical evidence up to this point. Right. It had only been the, quote, stories of the children and that one mother. But there was no physical evidence that this had ever happened. This is all the physical evidence the cops need. And now, just put yourself in the shoes of the parents here. Yeah. You know nothing about satanic panic. You know nothing about false confessions. You know nothing about coercion. Of course. You're hearing, oh, my God, this place that we that had this outstanding reputation, it was a family affair. Yeah. They were doing this for 30 years, 400 children. You want to burn it the fuck down, I right? Can't Rightfully believe, so. Like, if I was a parent and who who like was under this like brainwashing, I absolutely would have killed the guy. I, I mean, 100% would have killed the you guy. You would, as they say, in the, you'd go to the mattresses. <laughs> yeah. You would fucking go crazy. <laughs> yeah. And like you should, like there's something about it. But then there's always this little like... It didn't seem right, but we just were told by everybody and that that's what happened. And it becomes happened. that group mentality. So, like, one parent believes it, then eight parents believe it. Then what, are you going to be the one who dissents? And yeah, and that's the cop. No cop wants to be like, well, I don't believe your four-year-old. Right, exactly. No lawyer exactly. wants to say, I don't believe your four-year-old. Yep. Yep. I mean, how how do you and do that? And these people are doctors. You right. know what I mean? Well, that one person said she was a doctor. <laughs> right. <laughs> Travel. Girl, Simply Safe is back. I gotta tell you some bad news. Oh, I know no. you love the Christmas holiday season. I do. Did you know that property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike over the winter? Yeah, and I don't like it. <laughs> I'm not a fan of it at all. Girl, that's why now is the best time to secure your home with the award-winning home security Simply Safe. Yeah. So start your new year off with uh, how about this 24/7 professional monitoring agents. Oh. They're using Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe, and they're going to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real, yeah. so you can get a priority response. Because sometimes you never know. Sometimes Sometimes it's a whole big bowl of nothing. You know. <laughs> that's, but that's I know, the goal. It's true, it's Hopefully true. it's absolutely <laughs> nothing. It's just an overzealous squirrel making too much racket. That's the dream. And fam, Simply Safe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. And that 24-7 professional monitoring service costs under $1 a day, which is less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. This is what you can do yourself. And guess what else? They've got these HD security cameras for inside and out. I always say you want to see that scary clown at 2 a.m. You know what I mean? What else are you going to put on TikTok if not that? That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? See what I mean? The content always. 
And fam, with the top-rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. Arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust system settings. Yeah. You can do anything. You can do you absolutely can spy anything. Spy on your house guests. Oh my god, we live in the future. <laughs> so customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com/tco. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off your order with interface monitor. Sorry, with interactive monitoring. I want to say that so it doesn't sound like you're just screaming randomly. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Should I do it again? <laughs> that's that's simplysafe.com/tco. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Girl, Liquid IV is back. Look, it's the hydration multiplier yeah. everyone's obsessed with. I just went out to fill up my water bottle. Yes. And I was like combing through the cabinets looking for my favorite Concord grape flavor. Yeah. Natalie was going on and on about how Liquid IV, they send us product. They haven't sent us cotton candy in like forever. Liquid IV people, I told Natalie that if we were recording a Liquid IV ad today, I would ask you to send us cotton candy. One of you must listen to this. Hi. Say, this is true crime obsessed. It's obsessed <laughs> with obsessed. Please send us cotton candy. All right, tell all right. them about the thing. All right, Liquid IV, first of all, you jumped out of your chair when you realized it was next. I we love it so much. So yeah, Liquid IV is the category winning hydration brand fueling your well-being and their hydration multiplier is the one product you might be missing in your daily routine or you're just missing certain flavors that you love. Listen, in just one stick and that, that's the kind of like you, you rip up in the packet, you dump well, it into your water. Yeah, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. I'm drinking it right now. I'm obsessed. Yeah, and you hate plain water. Yes, so I hate it. So this is very helpful Wait, for listen. you. Wait, <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Just slurped. Yeah. You just slurped just in our friend's to, ears. I wanted you to know I'm really drinking it. I love oh. it so much. Oh, yeah, no, no, you are. Sorry. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. yay. <laughs> but the point is you can have it before a workout, after yes. a workout, uh, before drinking, after drinking. I was going to say, tell them what I really use it for. Uh, on a long flight, all weekend at Obsessed uh-huh. Fest, if you're me. <laughs> oh, really what got me through those three days. And one if of you the show up things. at Obsessed Fest, Steve and Natalie might throw packets at you while you're just like walking down the hallway. In the nicest way. It's true. They'll just say, hey, look. <laughs> we truly love it so much. It makes me drink so much more water than I would without it. And fam, Grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TCO at checkout. Yep, that's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code TCO at liquidiv.com. Liquid IV, send us the cotton candy. I told Natalie I would ask. Can you please send us just some? Just send it to us. Yeah, just thank say you please so and oh, maybe please. that'll help. Oh, please. Please Sorry. and thank you. Okay. <laughs> So now we jump to February 1984. It's six months after the first accusation of child abuse at the McMartin Preschool. No further arrests have been made at this point. And now it's all over the news. It's the entire country knows about it. Because up until that point, the investigation, they've been trying to keep it under wraps. So like all the parents knew about it, but the world at large didn't know. Right. I just want to point out. So now that it's all over the news and it's not like two to four year olds anymore. Now it's kids ages two to 13. Because now it is truly Satanists in the woods. That's what they're saying. They're Satanists that meet up at the church. They do the slaughter, the animal sacrifices, and then they go into the church and film all the crazy shit. What is wrong with these people that this lives in their brains? Like, somebody decided this was going on and they were going to blame somebody for it someday and this was the opportunity. What is wrong with people that they, that like, what makes you believe that this is real? Because it's easier than thinking the neighbor, the nice neighbor that you see walking down the street did it. I guess. It's easier to create a monster. But, like, the nice neighbor also didn't do it. Nobody did it. I was going to say, in this this instance, it was created out of the clear blue sky. Exactly. We'll get to a little bit why later. 
just like the need for othering. It was like the need to be better than other people. It was the need for somebody but other than you to be the freak. Right. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. So in March of 1984, the DA secures an indictment for the arrest of all seven teachers based on the testimony of 18 children and that, quote, medical evidence from that Dr. Hager. Can somebody tell me that all the cops and all the, quote, doctors involved in this are all in prison now? The thing is, when you open a daycare, you're doing the Lord's work. You're taking other people's shitty kids for the day. Right. And you're, like, teaching them and you're, like, letting the parents go to work and have their fucking lives. These people don't make money. These people aren't, like, getting rich. They are doing good work. Like, you're you're terrorizing these people. Did you say shitty kids? Yes. Kids are the worst. I didn't say it. I know. Uh. Kids are the And I got to tell you, parents who drop their kids off at daycare have no regard. Like, in every rule book, in every daycare, it says, please make sure your kid comes into our daycare with a fresh diaper. It never happens. Oh, wow. Every kid needs to be changed the second they're dropped off. Oh, great. There was one day. You could hear the parents like, woohoo, with the car <laughs> screeching down the, down the street. This one mom handed me her kid while it was mid-poop. Oh. And it took me like 40 minutes to clean this fucking Maybe, kid. Maybe, does she have some place to be, the oh, mom? That cares? must have been, okay. In direct violation of the rules, Jillian. Okay. In direct I, violation. You know I'm in a sticky spot here because... <laughs> I'm really not allowed to she have an opinion. She handed me her kid, and I was like, oh, my God. And I know it's my job to clean the kid's diaper, but that was like, you you know this daycare only lasted a week, right? I do. And what's okay. interesting to me, of course I know. Uh-huh. Like every, there are a lot I of I wasn't hoops. good at it, girl. I know. I, I spent a year. There's a whole chapter about this in my book. I spent an entire year getting ready for and this. And that's what I'm saying. Like, there was so much work to do. Yeah. And not once were you like... I'm going to have to clean up so much poop. No, and I got to tell you, like, when you become a parent, the poop doesn't, it wasn't the poop. It was just the act of, like, you're not supposed to do this. And you're handing uh-huh. your kid while it's pooping. Oh, you became a stickler a little I bit. I did. A little bit. That's out the window now. No, <laughs> That's long gone nope. with the daycare. Oh, God. So the DA is alleging that over 100 kids were abused at the school over 10 years. Now yeah. the numbers are going up and down. First it was 145, then 400, and now 100. We're talking about such acts as rape, sodomy, oral copulation and fondling. Uh, To obtain their silence, uh, these people uh, told the children that their parents would be harmed. And in order to back up that uh, threat, small animals were actually slaughtered uh, in the children's presence in order to frighten them into submission. They threatened to hurt the parents if the kids told. And so that was the other thing. That's where the slaughtering of the horses on the altar comes from. They were from. proving a point. They were proving a point. My thing is this. Uh-huh. There are no Satanists in the woods uh-huh. doing all this crazy stuff. But if there was, who's the poor schlub that's got to clean up the animal sacrifice? Uh, but that's what I'm saying. Someone's got to be, like, what, the new person? I know. Like, first hired, but you know? Again, I say, like, this is the whole thing where, like, we talk about this in the murder cases all the time. Where like, there's no way five people conspire to commit a murder and didn't tell anyone. Right. So now we're talking, in order for this to have worked, the seven people who worked at the daycare, then all the people who worked at the church, all the priests, all the yeah. the, the animal handler that brought the fucking horse yep. to be slaughtered, yep. the guy who had to clean it up. You're talking about- And the Satanists in the woods. And the Satanists. 40 people involved in this, all keeping didn't it hush-hush. No. But guess what? Fucking Geraldo Rivera's here with I a two-hour special about <laughs> devil worship. At the time, I know. this is terrifying. I know. And was really epitomized, I think, in the Geraldo Rivera two-hour special, which drew more viewers than any other television show in the history of the United States at that period of time. Devil worship. Exposing Satan's underground. 
more people watch this than watch the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. Is that That's right? fucking well, wild. But we have to remember, this was back when there was three channels. There was the Geraldo channel and then everything else. And then it was like, ooh, Satanist in the woods. It was sexy. Uh, yeah. You know, it was like, you know how I'm using that word sexy. It yeah, was just of course, like, of you know, course. I mean, like, it, it all just sounds so insane. Right. And so Geraldo's going to spread, you know, fear and misinformation for two hours in front of everyone in America. Yeah. And he's saying that Satanists are here to do evil and harm and torture and abuse. May I? Yes, Just please. grab my soapbox real quick. Absolutely. Here's what Satanists believe via the Church of Satan's website. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Church of Satan is like, the, like on the, they were always on the forefront of the fight for gay marriage rights. Right. Because they don't believe in anything. Right. They say, we don't worship or believe in Satan. Satanists are atheists. They say, our position is to be self-centered with ourselves being the most important person, the God <laughs> Wait, of our subjective universe. This could really work for me. <laughs> so we are sometimes said that we worship ourselves. Huh. Why do they call themselves Satanists then? They say Satan to us is a symbol of pride, liberty, and individualism, and it serves as an external metaphorical projection of our highest personal potential. And at the end, we do not believe in Satan as a being or person. Okay, but like in defense of everybody else, they understand how provocative that is, right? Right. To call yourself a fucking Satanist is like, and I get that they do good work and they're fine people and all of that, but like that is intentionally provocative. I guess. I just like that it's like selfish? Absolutely. Yeah. Murderers in the woods? Hell no. They, every last one of them is a Slytherin. You wait till my father hears about this. We yeah. get it. They're like, selfish? You betcha. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Self-centered every day of the week. And I love that they were they, they were going to call themselves like selfish, but they're like, oh, you know what will really piss them off? Let's call ourselves Satanists. Right. Are we going to operate to cause harm to others? Absolutely not. No way. Are we only going to care about ourselves? You got it. <laughs> Bet your ass. But I mean, it is very provocative. That's yeah. all. Intentionally provocative. And this whole thing's a mess because now everyone's on Geraldo and all the parents are saying this is satanic and all this nonsense. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ray's in prison. Yeah. So Ray's in prison and he's saying, I was threatened from day one. I was in there every day by inmates and by the officers who were supposedly protecting me. Also by the guards. Of like, course. I mean, this guy, like, the fact that he wasn't murdered in prison. I honestly can't believe You know it. what I mean? So we meet Danny Davis, who's Ray's lawyer. Yeah. And he's like, Ray's innocent. And also, he wasn't even there for 85% of these, quote, stories. He doesn't even know all of these Because kids. the longer they say this went on, like, Ray only worked there for, like, a year or whatever. But yeah. like, You know what I mean? But it's been going on for 10 fucking years. Right. And Danny's like, Ray, Danny the lawyer, says yeah. we absolutely have to go to trial. Yes. We have to. So the lawyer works out this arrangement that's kind of amazing. Yeah. Ray and his lawyer can watch all of the tapes with these confessions that that woman Key was yes. talking to all those kids. Every last second of the confessions, not just the ones that she was playing for the parents. Right. And so Ray says, kind of like with a chuckle, like I would sit there and laugh because I don't even know those kids. And like, here's what starts to happen. And I, I don't like this, but like the actual abuse these kids suffered starts to sort of get pushed to the side. Like they weren't abused or molested or sexually assaulted, but like they were abused by this doctor and by the system. Like these kids were forced to like fake these horrible things that didn't happen. Right. And of course it's super important to get Ray out of prison, but these kids really, I hope some, like, right. I hope someone is paying think it, it happened to exactly. them. And so the situation became the abuse. Yes. The situation yeah. they're living in became the abuse, 100%. right? 100%. So it's very clear when watching these videos, according to the lawyer. Key McFarland had a mindset. The idea that if a child says no, that means you're in denial because they're afraid or whatever. So there's no such thing as a no answer. So if you say no, it means yes, you're just afraid to say yes. So we're going through the tapes and most of the kids are saying that Ray wasn't there. The kid, like we're getting this information from the first five minutes of these videos before yeah. Dr. Key can like get her hands on them. Yeah. She's playing fast and loose with these kids. <laughs> right. She like no was just a yes she hadn't met yet. Right. <laughs> That's like 
I Which, love, they used the term badger. She badgered these children. Also, Dr. Keith, the fucking irony I know. of like not taking no for an answer. Oh, I know. Holy I know. shit. And like, I don't think that Dr. Key is out to do harm. I think she believes the fucking nonsense she's peddling. I think she wants to make a name for herself. I think there's you know? that, but it, it's just also like, like I, it's so, like when you're dealing with kids, kids are so helpless. I know. You know what I, I mean? Know. They have no agency. Like, why cannot we handle children with better care? Right. I mean, I'm seeing this. I'm getting flashbacks of every coerced confession we've ever seen. 100%. It's exactly what the cops do, right? So it's June 6th, 1984. We're at the preliminary hearings to see if this is going to go to trial, which yeah. we know it does. Yeah. I mean, this is called the McMartin Preschool Trial. It's right. the name of the episode. <laughs> um, there are 75 counts against Ray, and they're all sexual abuse charges. Yeah. And speaking of traumatizing, all these kids now have to testify in court. I mean, at uh, why? four years old or whatever. When they get a two-year-old up there for what? And I like the only thing a two or four or six-year-old can say is whatever they're told to say. Right. You know what I mean? They're not like speaking from their own memories. And what the defense is saying is that yes, this is absolutely re-traumatizing for these kids. This whole I don't know if it's even re-traumatizing because I think they've just been traumatized this entire time. Yes. Yeah. But it proves that there's no other evidence. Like, right. and who's going to tell a little kid they're wrong? Right. So it's a little manipulative. Yep. And it also is pretty telling that there's nothing else. That that they have except for the story of from a two-year-old that Dr. Key told her. And then I think the prosecution starts to realize they don't have a lot here because they drop all the charges against everybody this except is for huge. <laughs> Wait a second. I know, I know, I know. 18 months yeah. and four million dollars later, preliminaries over, we're going to trial. Yeah. But then the DA drops a bunch of charges. They drop the charges for everyone except Ray and his mother. And that's great for these five women. Or is it really because their lives are destroyed? Exactly. But like this guy goes on TV. The the D, like the DA, everyone wanted to kill these people. Everyone, they were yeah. Satanists, they were abusers, they've been doing this for years. Everyone's involved, everyone's a victim, everyone's a suspect. And then the DA is like, Yeah, I don't think so. I want to sleep at night, so I'm out. Thank but you so much. I'm, I'm not the doing thing. this. It was the same fucking DA who was saying two minutes ago that the only way this could have happened was if they were all involved, so then they all must have been involved. And now they're saying, No, it was just Ray and his mom. And the DA is like, I'm gonna step away from this. Uh-huh. I will step in front of every camera and microphone. He that you have sells available. his story. The fucking prosecutor sells his story to a Hollywood producer. And also, like, there's no evidence against Ray and his mom either, so why not drop all the charges? Exactly. I'll tell you why. Because we're too far into this now. Right. We have to move forward. Hundreds of parents are enraged. They have no choice. It is a fucking sad state of affairs. Yeah. So it's May 1987. It's two months before the trial starts. The prosecution asks Judy Johnson, the first mom, the first parent to complain, the one with the kid with the fever. Who they wrote the letter about and then said, hey, tell all your kids to tell us the same exactly. story. They ask her to testify. And now we only hear Ray say this. So I don't know. But according to Ray, Judy Johnson was found out to be schizophrenic. Obviously made her state of mind very questionable. That was another aha moment. This is the person who started it. This woman suffers from schizophrenia. Right, which they say, like, those symptoms can sometimes include hallucinations and delusions. Uh And then on top of that, he's saying that she had alcohol use disorder. And she's... Dead, like she's and not, she's dead. Yeah, so she can't testify or or answer for all of the shit that she caused. Right, but right? also, but also, like, is it possible that like her testimony isn't real? Right, you and know? so like the person who started all of this is not here. But again, right. we're too far gone now. Yes, you know, like they have to move forward. The entire world is watching. But it, this is like a really critical moment of like, oh my god, it, it's a house of cards. There's right. no, there's nothing here. There's nothing here. And so you know, we get more from Ray. Like July thirteenth, nineteen eighty seven, the trial starts, and Ray is saying. 
he's convinced he's going to be convicted. And more than that, he's going to be killed in prison. Also, according to Ray, everybody in his life is like, oh, yeah, you're not going to last two days in there, sweetheart. I mean. Everyone in his life is like, yeah, you're probably going to be killed immediately. Probably. I mean. Ray, get better friends, girl. And don't say that to the and person. Don't. Like, who says Who's that? Who's bad friends? I know. Bad people. Travel down the road and back again. Girl, Stamps.com is back. Look, the holidays may be behind us, but it is never a bad time to use your Stamps.com to save time, yeah. save money, because you can do anything you can do at the post office with the Stamps.com, and you need it all year long. Yeah, because now, you know, January, we're talking about, like, customer emails and yes. returns and gift card purchases, and, you know, that means more postage costs. Yeah, well, and this is what I'm saying about the money. Stamps.com has amazing partnerships with USPS and UPS for unbeatable rates of up to 86% off. 86%, 86. off. What? Yeah. And Stamps.com automatically tells you what your cheapest and fastest shipping options yes. are. So you're not guessing, you're not overpaying, you're not overthinking, you're doing it right. And guess what? They've been at this for over 20 years and have been indispensable for over 1 million businesses, including Obsessed Network. Fam, when we send stuff out, we only use Stamps.com. Yeah. You know why? Because we have a computer and a printer and that's all you need. I'm I not know. kidding. It is so easy. And sometimes a glass of wine. You know, come on. Also, if you need a package pickup, you can easily schedule it through your Stamps.com dashboard. So you can take your packages to the post office, cut the line, like not in the rude way. Yeah. Or you can schedule a pickup at your house or yeah. your office or whatever. Because they send you that free scale, so yes. then you know exactly what everything weighs, too. It's amazing. More time-saving hacks. I am obsessed with Stamps.com. Fam, you, I'm talking to you, fam, start <laughs> your new year by saving serious money on mailing and shipping. Get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code TCO for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's key. Yep. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code TCO. And give yourself a hug from me. Just do it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? All right. If you want it, if you want it. So the trial started and the prosecution calls Astrid Hager, the doctor who examined the children. And she's the one who said, like, there was absolutely trauma here. Yes. Now, in the eyes of the court, she's portrayed as an expert, right? And they're having her say, like, these really damning things to the about the defense. Yeah. For whatever reason. Yeah. The prosecution calls a second doctor. This woman's boss. The, the woman who trained her. So the prosecution thinks, haha, he's going to double down. He's going to confirm everything yeah. Astrid said because he taught her and he trained her. Yeah. No, no, no. Danny Davis calls the second doctor up and puts a slide up on the screen for the jury and everybody to say and says, there's a marker I'd like you to indicate on the slide where that damage is. No two doctors agreed where the damage was. So, poof. There is no medical evidence. The defense rips their testimony apart <laughs> because they couldn't agree on anything. No. They couldn't agree. If there was damage, where, where? it was, yeah. everything was conflicting. And yeah. so there you go. Now, bada bing, bada boom, we have no medical evidence. And I want to drive this point home because I think it is so fucking disgusting. The only way they can have this part of the trial is by putting a picture of a four-year-old's genitals on display in a courtroom. And like, for discuss nothing. it. Yeah. Can yeah, 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 you yeah. fucking imagine I that? Know. The violation of that. And like, did that little person have to testify to right. and get re-traumatized because exactly. it started when they were being bullied by Dr. Key to say what she wanted them to say. Unbelievable. So now the prosecution brings out a prison informant named George Freeman, which Whoa. as we know can really go either way. But no, it can only go one way. Like <laughs> prison course. informants explain yeah. to me why we allow this. I don't think we should. There are no. plenty of things we should not be allowing yeah. here. My God. I mean like they literally put this guy, he's like a known informant. They put him in the cell with Ray. Ray says bada bing, bada boom. Ray says... 
I am not discussing my trial with you. Yeah. And then positions himself on the other side of the cell so he could never be in video footage looking like they're just, like they're talking about anything. Right. But meanwhile, this guy's like, well, actually, right. uh, this guy Ray confessed to me, and we have a polygraph expert to tell us how reliable it is. Oh this my is why God. I'm like, this is the junk science Olympics. Hey, don't, don't. Do you, and also, also, I did a little bit of googling. Do you know how easy it is to become an expert on a lot of these things? How? Here's a small example of advanced classes and certifications that can be obtained with only one week of training Stop or less. Stop it. Child abuse and sex exploitation <gasps> investigations, forensic clothing examination, child death investigations, sexual assault investigations, interview and interrogations, fingerprints, oh arson, drug recognition, six days, and you get a fucking, you're, now you're an expert? Wow. Isn't that wild? That is wild. I was like, what do you need to be an expert? I, know. I googled, I got the info, here we go. It's Give like me a break. How I spent a weekend taking musical theater classes. You're an expert now. A musical theater expert. According to some people, <laughs> oh my, you might be an expert. That's kind of how I became a podcast expert. Right? <laughs> that's about as much training a as I week got. Or less that's, for child sexual assault. You get paid for like the, your testimony. I mean, that's why like both sides of a case can both have an expert that totally disagree with each other. And you know, when that happens, it's just like, what it's, are we doing here? Maddening. What are we doing here? And so the snitch says that the school has been abusing kids and quote making movies since Ray was fourteen years old. Also, Not true. We hear like two seconds of his interview. He sounds like a fucking idiot. Like he sounds completely unreliable. He sounds like he like rehearsed it, was fed it. It just he, it all sounds so slimy me and fake. It's not working for me. No. So Ray and his family take the stand now. Yeah. And they deny everything. In fact, Mrs. McMartin, you knew that Raymond Bucky had a problem with touching children's genitals, didn't you? No, I didn't. In fact, and don't try to put words in my mouth. I did not. In fact, Peggy, you are lying. His grandmother? His fucking grandmother. <laughs> don't you try to put words in my mouth. You're lying. <laughs> She screams, don't you try to put words. Can you imagine? You've been a pillar of the community for 30 fucking years. Yeah. You spent 30 years changing those shitty kids, shitty diapers. Right. And now all of a sudden you're being raked over the coals. I you're just trying to retire in peace. You said they had shitty kids. <laughs> oh my God. Any kid that's not your own is a shitty kid. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. Yeah. I ran a daycare for a week. <laughs> I a you're an expert. I ran a daycare for a week. <laughs> you are an expert. <laughs> So it's November 1989, after three years of trial. Three years. That is, uh, it cost the taxpayers like $15 million. Wait, I got, yeah. The jury starts to deliberate. So 90 witnesses, 50,000 pages of testimony. Can I, not since the Menendez trial where they got 387 people to get up there and talk about what a piece of shit Jose not, Menendez Not a single was. person even said, he said, bless you that one time I sneezed, or he held that door open for me. They've been waiting their whole yeah. lives to say what an asshole Jose Menendez there was. Were, there were those 30 seconds of that one Thanksgiving where he wasn't a total fucking nightmare. No one could even say that. No. 90 witnesses, 50,000 pages of testimony, and $15 million, and three years of trial. I mean. So January 1990. All for nothing. None of this happened. And Well, they all, it's not guilty. They yeah, all get yeah, non-guilty, yes. not guilty verdicts. So it took them two months to come up with a verdict. They're acquitted. And the jurors are like, look, it was all on those tapes with that Dr. Key person. The CII tapes did not help me. In fact, they gave me a lot of reasonable doubt. The children were never allowed to say in their own words what happened to them. And to me, that was crucial. I now realize how easily something can be said and misinterpreted and blown out of proportion. 
the children were never allowed to say in their own words what happened to them. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. I wasn't expecting this. No, but it's also like there's a lot of like, well, we learned a lot of really valuable lessons here. Ray spent years in prison. I know. You know what I mean? I know. Like it's a and like this lady's legacy got destroyed. 30 years changing the shitty kids' shitty diapers. I know. And her her reputation is ruined. Right. See, now you say it's gonna be okay, but if I said anything <laughs> close to that, I'd get in trouble. So now Key McFarlane's interviewing technique is yeah. called into question. And someone's yes. like, look, I'm sure they had good intentions, but yeah, no. Well, we learn about this thing called child sexual abuse accommodation syndrome. I've actually heard about this. Okay. It's a whole idea. It's the assumption that children are always reluctant to disclose sexual abuse. Now, on its face, that sounds like I get that. I understand it. But it's a technique that quote, coaxes, cajoles, and charms children into disclosing abuse using puppets, sharing information about what friends have said about them, including things like, are you as smart as your other friend who just admitted she was abused? Right. And in this case, Key is using it for them to admit abuse that didn't happen. Or invent abuse. Or invent abuse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, that's where I get a little stuck because it's kind of like, if she really believes, if she had been taught that this was the right thing, she's kind of following her training. You know what I mean? but this published work that she's yeah. following is based in absolutely no facts or research. Even the guy who wrote it was like, I didn't mean that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's <laughs> right. junk science again. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not real. Yeah, it's yeah. not like, it's just like a thing that someone thought maybe. And I think too, when you're key, you kind of just like, you're too, like, you keep saying you're too in it. You you're can't turn back it. now, you know? Yeah. And she could really make a name for himself, yeah. for herself, right? You've called her K 80 times. I know. It's I key, right? It is. I've I never love- met a key. I- it's, it's like, <laughs> Is that short for something key? No. No. (laughs) But one good thing, maybe, if we're trying to find something good. So I think one positive to come out of the McMartin case is a new field of study was born on how we should interview children with the main scientific finding that came out of all of this is let the child do the talking. Do not pressure the child let the kid do the talking and don't pressure them. And Key is on the news saying, I did nothing wrong. She uh-huh. takes no ownership at all. Of course, they never do. But again, that is a really valuable lesson that we learned. But at what cost? Right. All the trauma that these kids are going to go through, they, probably a lot of these that kids- they went the, through? They still believe to this day they were abused. Because now that now it's the ultimate gaslighting, right? Yeah. Because now they're questioning their own memory and right. what happened and what they were told happened and what really- And they were just, like, they were two to four years old. Like, they don't know. know anything. Hopefully. Is that is that around the age where like, I mean, maybe because it was so big and it lasted for so long but is that maybe the age where like some of them if they didn't have to testify maybe they don't even remember that maybe. It happened could yeah. that possibly be sure everything nice I ever did for Daisy before she was eight and a half she doesn't remember oh so. great perfect so. <laughs> I'm screwed um someone says there were 200 other satanic investigations that took place during that time like yeah. in the 90s across the country and someone says many people were convicted but their convictions were overturned yeah hi oh the West God. Memphis 3 would like a word yeah exactly that was so they they literally said it as like, well, it was a small price to pay. Right, like, many people were convicted, but their convictions, not like some of them were. And your point being that their conviction hasn't been overturned. Right. Like, technically, they're all still guilty. We'd like a word, Arkansas. Yeah. Get it together. Yeah. And Ray Bucky, Ray is like, tried again in 1990, and then like, that doesn't go anywhere. There's a mistrial that's declared. No one wins. Yeah. No one wins at all. The kids were traumatized. The parents, the accused, like, this ruined lives. I tried to look Ray up today. There's not a lot of info on, like, where he is or what he's up to. Yeah, I'm sure he would want to not be around. Sure, yeah. Yeah, and again, in case it's not clear, it's never the Satanists in the woods. No. Satanists don't even care. They, they only care about themselves. Right. God bless them. Or not. No, 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 right. they don't. <laughs> Sorry. 
Whatever. <laughs> totally. Whatever. Themselves bless them. Yes. Yeah. Because they worship themselves. <laughs> totally. See? There we go. Satan bless. Satan bless. You bless you. You bless you. You bless you. There okay, we go. Great. We did we it. Well, did we? Okay, great. Oh, girl, we did it. What's it called? It's called the McMartin Preschool Trial. It's from a, a series called The Crimes That Changed Us. We'll do a couple more of these. Oh, my God. It's great. It yeah. was really, really, really well good. done. Fam, come see us at, at Obsessed Fest, October 20th to the 22nd. Come see me on my book tour, opening night, New York City. It's January You what? If you've never been to a, an opening night, come to mine. Where is it again? The Bell House. Oh, in Brooklyn. And yeah, Got we're going to dance. We're, I'm going to read a chapter. Okay. We're going to take pics. And we're going to drink. It's going to be so fucking fun. I'm really, really going to try to figure out the best song for us to dance Okay, to. I'm counting on you. I'm counting on you. Oh, we can't work to it together? Okay, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. out. (laughs) Join us on the Patreon. Over 250 full ad-free bonus apps. Yep. Everything from Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. Ooh, yeah. uh, Discovery Plus. Yeah, all of them. All the stuff you wanted us to cover. What are we in the middle of right now? So we just did Woodstock 99. We're doing I Just Killed My Dad. Oh, man. Oh, we're doing Pepsi Where's My Jet. That's coming up eventually. Oh, oh, is that multiple apps? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. We're doing Killer Sally. There's like a lot of things coming up, but also things we've done, you know, like The Vow and Heaven's Gate, yep. that gazy thing on Peacock, Puppet Master, Bad Vegan. I mean, all like the, you know, cereal, making a yeah. murderer, all that stuff. All that stuff. It's all there. Yeah. What are we doing next, girl? Oh, God. Rifkin on Rifkin, Private oh. Confessions of a Serial Killer. Oh, here we go. New York in the 70s, everybody. Yes. We're going back. New York in the oh, 70s, 80s, whatever. All right, well, stay tuned for the trailer for that. Our fun, hilarious, <laughs> probably crazy outtakes oh, from boy. this one. Yeah. And we love you. We love you. All right, bye. Bye. I heard Joel Rifkin's name on the radio. Joel Rifkin has told police he's a serial killer. That was my college friend. He looked so harmless, I had to have answers. I just created a nice little secret life for myself. I covered up years. There are plenty of kids in the hall who were scary, but Joel was not. I was trying to figure out how the Joel that I knew became a deadly killer. He's riding around all night looking for girls. And then he's butchering the bodies next door. I had it done. There was no more blood than stomping on a bug or a cockroach. He felt no guilt, no remorse, no pain. He was a monster. It's a whole thing with the anatomical, the anatomical, the anatomic, and anatomically. Got is it. That, is that right? Anatomically correct. It doesn't correct. sound right to my ears anymore. Just go with it. Okay, it's working. <laughs> Anatomically correct. You got this. What the hell was that? What was that? <laughs> Some alert. I don't think that Aaron I think we hear. just got invaded by aliens. Aaron, did you hear that? Oh my it was like the occurred affair thing. <laughs> that scared me to my core. Oh my God. We love you like Satanists love themselves. <laughs> We love you. <laughs>